to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And in the last few weeks, my energy's been kind of low, so my bad, y'all. But it's cool. It's back. It's back. Just got out the sauna with my neighbor here. Got some liquid IV in me. May as well just have our own little Joe Rogan experience here. So my guest this episode, that's going to be my neighbor. It's one of those types of neighbors that you just want in the neighborhood. Every time somebody drive by... He's waving, they're waving. It's like he, he, you know, he's friendly with everybody. So those are the neighbors you want here. So I guess this episode, what you want, Goose? Yeah, sure. Let's go with Goose. Yeah. My neighbor here is Goose. No reference or no relation to Top Gun. No. In case you guys are wondering, no. <laughs> I think it was like an incident with the Goose, but maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get into that later. Well, well yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's gonna be Goose. So what's going on, man? How you been? Oh, not too bad, man. Fucking. Feeling pretty good after that sauna session. Yeah, like I, I got home and Sarah goes, "So how do you feel? Yeah, how's the sauna?" I was like, "Hot." It was like, yeah, it was just it's fucking hot. What, what the fuck do you expect from it? It's a fucking sauna. Yeah, right. It's not a goddamn ice cream truck. Did it give you all the benefits yet? Yeah, like she was asking like weird questions. I was like, like I'm looking at her like, I'm not getting a goddamn shower. <laughs> like, let's just leave me alone. Like, but yeah, woman. <laughs> but no, it, I mean, it was it was a good time. Thank you for. Where, uh, oh, dude, I love the sauna, man. So it's definitely it's definitely part of my uh, weekly routine. You know, it's a good good uh, habit to have. Just a good part oh, yeah. of routine to have. So I try to get there, you know, three to five times a week. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good, man. So, yeah, man. Today was one of them uh, lazy days for me. Just hung out with the kids. Well, you know, good. so we I mean we did some stuff, but mm. other than that, nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, easy day. You're generally, from my experience, like when I yeah. see you, you're you're busy, like you're yeah, moving. I'm usually going. So it's like a lazy day. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like a lazy day for you. What the fuck's a lazy day? I mean, I I did some uh, I did some stretching and stuff like that with the kids. Other than that, rolling around on the floor with the girls. Got the boy running around, and you know he's he's wild. So well, he's he's a little boy. That's yeah. So it wasn't a, a, a really inactive day, but we did do a lot of sitting around too. Played some cards. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. You know, I, I, I sit around. Yeah, that's like Sophie always. If my day off being Wednesday, yeah, I'll get up, go go over and train, come home, and you know I want to kind of recover and relax a little bit. So it's like, you want to play dolls? You want to play cards? You want to play Candyland? Oh yeah. And, you know, all those things, I'm like, yes, I will play those. Can I yep. have lunch? Mm-hmm. I just walked in the door. Oh, Can man. I shower? But as soon as I walk in the door, I got three kids hanging yeah. off of every limb just about. Yeah, that's that's madness. I've got yeah. one. you got yeah. three. <laughs> I, I, I can't even begin to imagine. Because it's like with one, if there's a crisis, we can fix that crisis. One yeah. crisis. With you, there's, there's usually three crises. Yeah. It, you got it. Is it pronounced right? <laughs> crisis. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to assume it is. <laughs> Look, crisis on infinite earths. That's right. that's how I base all my work oh, yeah. is off comic books. Uh-huh. The cra- I don't. Crises? Crises? I'm going to go with crises. Yeah, crisis. <laughs> Look, man, words are dumb. Right. Like, like real dumb. Like let's just, let's like, just say we got three different ordeals. No, I when I used to teach, I I feel so dumb for finding this out late in life. We're going over the letters, and I get the letter F, and I kept saying it over. And I was like F, 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 fish. <laughs> I was like, the sound is at the end, and my co-teacher looked at me. She was like, what? And yeah. Was like the letter F and M, M. She was like, do you need to go for a walk? <laughs> F M. I I feel like an asshole for that. We're sitting here sounding out letters. <laughs> that that's that's that makes us look very intelligent. But yeah, enough about our lack of phonics. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into. It. So one one of the things I wanted to have you on here for is just 
I think I've been doing this for two years, so yeah, about two years. I wanted yeah. to get you on, just yeah, kind yeah. of we talk have been about, talking about it for a while. Like your military, yeah, uh, background, and I, I think well, when you came over to the gym and trained, we talked about uh, combatives too. I was like, Dude, yeah, like give me all of it, feed me, yeah, feed me more. So, um, so uh, what, what branch? Of the I was in the army. Okay, yeah, I served. Um, That's right. Huh. I was right. I was just <laughs> guessing that. Shit. I was like, I was in the army. Like, yeah. like he, he's. He, not a marine. He, he ain't out here beating the shit out of everybody in the neighborhood. So he wasn't yeah. a fucking marine. Yeah, I served in the army um, about seven years. Oh, I went nice. in in 2007. Signed up in 2006. And I went in in 2007, hmm. and then I got out in 2000, the end of 2013. Okay. It was like right at seven years. Was it one of those things where, when you went in, was it like the thought of, like this is a I'm a career, you know, soldier, or no. was it just like, look, let me hop in here, get this experience, and just, you know, see the world, live life, yeah. like do things different? Well, truth be told, like most individuals actually that I met, most, most, well, for me, I wasn't on the very best path as a, as a teenager, you know, fucking up a whole lot, but I knew from a very young age that I did want to, I wanted to be a, an army man, you know, I wanted to be a soldier. So I did it, you know, I actually failed the ASVAB test the first time. And I was, I wanted to go, I was trying, I tried to go in when I was 18, but I failed the ASVAB test and I felt pretty dumb. Cause I was like, man, even, even the fucking, even the army ain't even gonna take me. But I got my shit together because I knew that's what I wanted to do. It was sort of like a, you know, a lot of my family served. Okay, that's you know? what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Like, yeah, my, like two or three of my uncles served. My, both my, my grandfather served, you know. So it's in, it's in the blood for real. Like uh, Lieutenant Dan Forrest Gump? Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, so you went in, you said, uh, oh, se- well, yeah, 07. Yeah. Uh, so did you uh, see in combat or I went like, well, when I say combat, I guess because there's a lot of conflict over the last yeah. 20 years. So it's like, well, I have a tour to Afghanistan. OK. Um, and I served in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. I uh, went to Haiti. I've uh, been around, been around the world, spent some time in Korea. So you've seen you've seen a, a place or two. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. For you, and, and you're from Maryland, so it's not yeah, like... Yeah, I'm from, yeah, I'm from Baltimore. It's not like you were, like, you know, from Tulsa, and then I was like, you know what? No. You know, I, I saw Fort Meade, and it was pretty sweet out there in Maryland. I'm hmm. go ahead and, you know, stick around. Now you're you're no, uh, homegrown. I, so, when I went in, I went to Fort Knox for basic, and then I actually got lucky and came back up here to Aberdeen for my job. Um uh, I went in with the intention of getting a trade skill and getting out. Uh, so I went in to be an HVAC guy, right? The uh, MOS was 52 Charlie. And when I was in school up here at Aberdeen, when I got my orders, I got orders to Korea first. And, uh, you know, everybody was talking about how it's, it can either make or break your career, you know? <clears throat> Korea is like uh, one of those places. Because you, know, you send young 18, 19, 20-year-olds to a foreign country, you know, with very minimal, you know, conditioning for that, you know, you can have a lot of fun. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Korea so, was cool. So w- when you went to Korea, like how long were you there? Uh, I spent a year there. So when I first got there uh, – you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to work on some heat and air conditioning. <laughs> nah, man. I, I get slammed up in the motor pool, cross-trained to um, light wheel mechanic. Because, well, it, I, got, I, lucked, I lucked out. It must have been fate because that's what I've done all my whole life is, you know, work on trucks and, you know, shit like that. Just mm-hmm. mechanically, mechanically there, you know, with the tools and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I lucked out with that. Got to work on trucks again, and pretty much 
That's what I did. Well, I mean, I, and it's funny because when we uh, put the elliptical down here, you came over with the tools. I didn't know you were like like that like handy with the tools because oh, yeah. like because I'm sitting there looking like you know I took the treadmill apart. I've, I've taken a bunch of shit apart, right, right. putting it back together. But this elliptical, I was looking at this shit like. Yeah, the man. fuck am I doing with this? You came and was like, no, I got this. Oh, man, I work on just about everything. My bikes, my fucking, my own cars. You know, I still, I still, you know, now that I'm doing elevators, I still have, you know, guys from shops that I worked at, you know, call me up to do work on their diesel trucks and shit stills. And I do that. So that's cool. We were, you know, talking about the whole, uh, I was kind of talking about, you know, going in with, with the intent of getting a trade and then getting out. You know, doing my couple years, and then because <clears throat> I signed up, I think for three and a half years when I first signed up. Okay. While I was in Korea, I kind of got this itch. I wanted to go to Fort Bragg. You know, I wanted to be in the eighty second. So. Okay. I actually I asked to um I asked my branch managers if I could get you know airborne school en route to Fort Bragg, so they gave it to me, and so I did that. Fort Benning, Georgia, that was fun. How'd that work out for you? You know, three weeks of fucking running and practicing landing on your ass. They call it a PLF. It's the parachute landing fall. That's pretty much all you drill. They, the, the, the basic shit in, in, with falling, you do it over. Oh, yeah. And over and up over. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Shit's exhausting. Yeah. But no, it's cool. So, you know, through all of the training and just... You know, each step of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> so after I left Korea, I went to Benning, did jump school, and I went to the 82nd. Then in 2010, we went to Haiti for that earthquake. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know, we spent a couple months there, and then we left out, came back home. But while I was in Korea, the, we, I don't know if you want to back up, and cause that's where I did my combatives training okay. and all yeah, that yeah. good stuff. Uh, while I was there, that's where I did the combatives. And that relates a lot to what you got going on. Yeah. Well, I think not too uh, much, but it, it touches upon yeah. it. And it, it's not complete because I think you do a little bit more with combatives. I think like, so. Like Maybe. we're full on just grappling, like with combatives. There, there's, I mean, level one really ain't really ain't all that much. It's more that you know you're on the ground the whole time, yeah. and you're shrimping and and doing all all those good things. Well, I mean, most fights are going to end up on the ground anyway. Yeah, so, I probably. mean, you, you, it's, it's best to just go ahead and, like I said, that level one, get to work. Right. Learn it. Learn mm -hmm. to fall. Learn to shrimp. Learn to get comfortable. On the ground, on yeah. your back. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you know how many people I've seen, like, you know, fall down and they don't know what the fuck to do. Right. They're just like, you know what Spazzy white belts. Yeah. I mean, it happens. But, I mean, even when you came over um, and trained with me, like, and again, not knowing, yeah. you know, just, yeah, you know, green with level all that stuff. of training, you, I can still feel, it's like, okay, yeah. like, there's, like, your grip and stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's there's something here. It's like, this, like, I can't just be fucking around this dude. I got to, yeah. so I think when, when we actually uh, went live, I ended up having to get your back because I was like, I can't let this fucking dude right. like, get top control because I just don't, I don't think it's going to do me any good. Yeah. I was like, let me get this fucking guy's back real quick and just hold him yep. at the very least. Like, hold him in place. But, uh, but yeah, when, when you were uh, in Korea, that's, so that's where you did yeah, like, we, combatives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of grappling, man. We did a lot of, like, uh, you know, just ground training and stuff like that. And that's in like full gear, right? Like, well, not full gear, but like boots. No, and, yeah. And, yep. uh, right. So, so you would use the the ACU as you know, sort of like a gi. Yes. Yeah. Every so often on Instagram, I come across uh, footage. Oh, dude, it's fun. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to be yeah. a part of. It, it's weird because, like, and, and it's always funny because if I repost it, you get a bunch of other jujitsu guys just talking about like poor technique or this is that and this is wrong and it's like yeah. well, you have to also think this isn't just straight jiu-jitsu right this like jiu-jitsu isn't the only grappling art there's uh, judo mm -hmm. there's sambo 
Like, well, jujitsu sort of came from judo. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, German jujitsu, Japanese jujitsu, yeah. and, and it's like, dude, we're like wrestling. Yeah. So it's like, you know, watching the combative videos, you're kind of seeing a combination. Well, yeah, of I was going to say things. that it's a, it's a, it's a combination of a lot of different things. Like, and over there, when I was in Korea, it was, it was a, it was very heavy based. Um, they did a lot of Taekwondo type stuff too. Yeah. They actually sense. had Taekwondo instructors come in and they would, they would, you know, take us through. We did a lot of Taekwondo when I was there. <clears throat> it was like a weekly thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, Taekwondo is a, a Korean base. So yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It'd be weird if they didn't do it. Right. So they were like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not showing you this. This is ours. <laughs> like, goddamn. Right. So, one of our uh, students, I know she was in the Army. She, I, I don't know if it was combatives. She did some tournaments um, and ended up winning. And I was like, good. Like our training worked out for her, yes. Yeah, there you go. Better. But um, did you all have like any kind of like tournament or competitions with it, or was not, it just all strictly just training? Not that I was a part of. No, mine was just um, just doing the courses, and then you know whenever they do it as a as a company or a platoon or you know as PT or you know things like that, we would do it. But you know, very we would do like training sessions with where we would just get together and, and do combatives, like roll and, you know, all that shit. Like how often were, like, you all doing the training for it? Oh, we would or once a week. Yeah, once a week, once, twice a week. That was part of our um, our PT, okay. you know. So we'd have, like, you know, combative le level, you know, two, three guys, you know, running, just running PT and just, you know, putting everybody through shit. Nice. You know, nice. kind of like a familiarization kind of thing. And, you know, kind of like when, when I was when I came to your class. Yeah. You know, it's just he, just, give, he gives a few instructions going. and everybody just runs through. Yep. I mean, it's one of the better ways to learn is just oh, like, yeah, look, dude. here's this move. Here's, or here's this part of the move. Yeah. Work on this. Plus, I mean, it's it's a great fucking team building. It's team building, bonding mm -hmm. individuals together, man. And it, it keeps us all humble because you get out there and you you roll with some people and it, it, they can get some pretty intense matches going on, you know? Yeah. But it's all fun. It's all love. I was telling a friend the other day, for me, like, everyone that I meet, the first thing I want to do is, like, like, grapple. Yeah. Because you learn a lot from mm -hmm. someone by grappling with them. You learn a lot of what they're capable of. Yeah, you know, put a, put an individual under under pressure, mm -hmm. and you'll see what that individual really is. You'll see who who that person is. We had one guy come in. This was a long time ago. I was still new myself. Yeah, and I remember the dude. I, I got mount. He tapped. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he was just uncomfortable. He was claustrophobic. Yeah. I had like mm -hmm. mount and like just kind of smothered him. He tapped. Right. And in my in my mind, I was like, like what? Like, it, I I didn't understand. I was like, is he okay? Yeah. My coach explained to me. It was like, you know, later on, he was like, you know, some guys just, you know, it's unfamiliar territory to them. Yeah. You know, they tap. That's you know not a judgment on their character. Right. They just don't know anything yet. Yeah. But even still, you take that base though. What's the base? And then you rolling with somebody like just wrestling with friends. Mm -hmm. Like my goddaughter. Uh, she's about to get married, and I met her fiance. You know, he came over for dinner, and first thing I said was like, "Well, first thing I asked him was like sports. Yeah. Was like, you know, what are you into?" And you know, he's into baseball. I was like, "All right, well, I'm not, so right. let's find something else to talk about." <laughs> what about the Orioles, though? And then, hey, with ten in a row, I think so. so look at them. Didn't think I see that again. Um, and then the next thing got my mouth was like, "So." Uh, wrestling in high school or anything any kind of grappling experience right like, you know no sir i was like yeah like god damn it boy man <laughs> i remember very early on i had a lot of people tell me you know i had zero experience with grappling fighting but instructors peers they would all tell me i have very good control on the ground 
uh, I used my body weight extremely well. Yeah. And actually, I, I believe um, one of the individuals in your class even told me the same thing. He was like, yeah. um, I mean, he whooped me, don't get me wrong. But he was like, man, you move well. Yeah. I mean, that, that was my whole thing with you. It was like, yeah. I had to get your back because I was like, okay, yeah. whether you know what you're doing or not, right? I don't. I can't <laughs> risk it because yeah. it was like, not that we're going to get hurt or anything. Yeah. But it's I like. I think we were going to like 40%. I mean, yeah, it, it was fairly light. Yeah. But it was one of the things where it was like, okay, let me just get to his back. At the very least, like, stop him. Right. And then let you work from there. It was like, okay. Yeah, every time I see fucking, I scroll past white belt memes, I'm always like, yeah, that would probably be me in there. Dude, it's me, too. Yeah. Like, I'm a blue belt, and, like, I still do a lot. Like, I always say, like, you know, blue belts, it means something, but right. we're, we're still learning. We're still white belts. Of course. You know, you know. The day you think you don't need to learn something, that's the day you really need to learn something. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still very attached to fundamentals right i just think yeah you definitely want to learn beyond that but right. you know I, I like the idea of just finding a basic move and just drilling it so much that shit becomes yours yep. like no one can stop you fundamentals man so you cannot go wrong with the fundamentals yep. the basics of in anything like in basketball you got like i remember Watching old dudes play basketball using fundamentals yep. against these kids playing flashy. He was mm-hmm. like trying to move fast, and they're like, "Come on, son, it don't work." Like, I mean, sometimes it will, but it'll like, catch yeah, up. You'll get some points, yeah, but you'll burn out. And you know, we we know basic shit. Oh yeah, pass the ball. Don't try to get fancy with the pass. Same thing with jujitsu. Same thing with boxing, Muay Thai, any any combat. Right. Just you know, don't try to get fancy. Or pick and choose where to get fancy mm-hmm. if you're going to. Whatever you do, it, you, you rely on the fundamentals and, and you're sure to get there. Like with kettlebell yeah. training or fucking jujitsu, fucking turning wrenches on anything, you know. Whatever yeah. you do in life, fucking rely on the fundamentals, rely on what you know, and you're going to be all right. Man, I'm glad you brought up kettlebells because that's yeah. something I want to ask you about too. Because, I mean, Obviously, I know this. The listeners don't. Right. You know, seeing you out front with the kettlebell training and Dogs. even working with some of the neighbors now, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, what led you to that? Just, uh, I've been I've been weight training since I was a kid. But I, I got introduced to kettlebells back in 2011 okay. when I was in uh, Gitmo. And Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. A buddy of mine, his name's Sean O'Brien, and I was with him. Uh, we were serving together there. Uh, we He really enjoyed the 300 workout, and he, okay. he put me through it, and I fell in love with that fucking thing. Uh, we got to the point where we, we could do the 300 workout in about 15 minutes, and that's pretty fucking hardcore, I think. All right, so uh, I want to work out with you, but don't fucking don't, – <laughs> don't, I'm not fucking – Well, that out. was also 2000, 2011, I think. But anyway, within that workout, there's um, clean and press with the kettlebell. Okay. And that's that's where I first got introduced to a kettlebell. First time I ever touched one was there. And I've, I've that's the, literally the only workout that I've done with the kettlebell throughout the years was the clean and press. I really knew nothing else about them. And then uh, a couple years ago, I wanted to change up my, my lifting style. Because I, I, I do mostly barbell, free weights type type workouts. Yeah. But I, after being out of the Army, I wasn't really running that much anymore. Uh, I was still lifting, you know, staying pretty active yeah. in the gym. I'm all, I've always done that. I just wasn't moving right. I wasn't moving the same. You know, my cardio wasn't there. So I needed to get back, get back that, that drive of being able to, you know, walk up 10 flights of stairs and not be winded, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, especially being a, you wouldn't believe being an elevator guy, you probably take more steps than any, any other individual <laughs> on the job because you're there to put the elevator in. So. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's crazy. So I started, um, I started getting back into the 300 workout again and, and doing the clean and press and I was banging up my wrists. Okay. With, the, with the flip on, on the cleaning press. 
So I started looking up, um, you know, techniques and, and to improve my form. Well, come to find out, kettlebells is a whole world on its own. So um, I found a trainer. Uh, his name's Steve Cotter with the IKFF. And I've just been working it. And the, uh, you know, developing the fundamentals for that has just really brought me back to life as far as my cardio, my strength and conditioning, fucking everything. So now the kettlebell is probably 95% of what I rely on as far as my workouts. Nice. And it's been that way for a couple of years. Yeah. I remember, you know, when I first met you, you know, you had the bench out and mm-hmm. everything. We'd and- have the bench out, fucking... I remember I told, I think, I can't remember who I told this to. I was talking to one of my friends, though. I'd have, like, two or three cats from the neighborhood. And I remember going Daily over working there, out. Y'all were lifting one day. And, you know, we're talking. It's like, you want to get in on this? Yeah. So, you know, I did a, a few reps on the bench. And I <laughs> says to my friend later on, I was like, hey, man, remember, like, growing up, you know, sitting around, you know, you walk up, somebody smokes, like, you want to hit? It's like I felt like I feel like this is like the new grown-up way of like passing the blunt, but it's passing the bench. So dad way, dude. It was like (laughs) it's like, are you okay? I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, you know, I didn't get pinned, so yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no. I mean, like you're talking nonsense. I was like, (laughs) never mind. You don't get it. Yeah. But but yeah, I I remember. Yeah, you were, uh, you know, had the bench out and everything. Yeah, we'd have the bench out. You Um, know, and then there was like a weird like transition and like suddenly i saw the kettlebells now i'm just out there with kettlebells man fucking swinging them pressing them snatching them you know squatting with them full body from them. that's it you can get you can do anything and everything that you want and and especially with your jujitsu yeah you know uh this trainer that i'm that i'm under is named steve cotter again he has developed a program strictly for jujitsu a program using kettlebells to better and you know further your your journey with um jujitsu because he's also a a jujitsu practitioner i don't know him personally but you know i I follow his pages and he does all all sorts of amazing work i remember you mentioned them to me it's i follow so many different accounts i'm always yeah. like i went and looked and i was like oh well shit i'm already fucking following never mind yeah i was about to follow you but yeah i'm already here so with you know we talked about that a little bit i'm in the sauna just by lifting yeah and, and you know i had mentioned for me with jujitsu want to do more like pulling and, and things right. and really i even you know mentioned you know about to get a kettlebell I think I was looking at 30 pounder uh, to kind of start off with. I'm not even, I, you know, because I'm worried because I'm like, I don't want that to be like too much and I get discouraged and fucked right. up. But then I'm like, eh, I feel like if I get like 15 or 20, I'm going to grind it at way too fast. Though. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I could probably, with you being a, a, a dude, right, I would probably recommend, you. you could definitely start with it. An 18-pounder, mm-hmm. right? You will grow out of it very fast. But using that to get your technique down, to, to okay. really pound in the fundamentals, and then you move yourself up to the 36, the pood, and then, you know, you just work from there. The only two size kettlebells that I have is a, is, is a, a 36-pounder, which is a one pood, mm-hmm. is, I guess, the, the Russian terminology for it, and then a 44-pounder. I'm telling you, man, that motherfucking 44-pounder gets some fucking weight. It gets heavy. Uh, I'm sure. You know? <laughs> You're working with it for 15, 20 minutes, not putting it down. It gets heavy. Oh, I mean, when you uh, sent the picture of it, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's next level. Like, I'm there's, not there There's yet. cats out there that, like, neighbor Mike. Yeah, yeah. He has a 53 and a 70 Sheesh. that he swings and does Turkish get-ups with. He does. He's he's on that fucking simple and sinister plan, <laughs> but he's getting fucking results though. Hey, I mean, if it works, yeah, go with it. Hell yeah. I mean, 
my my whole feeling on it right now approach to it is just get to some work. Right. They, you know, I complained to my one teammate when we were talking about jujitsu uh, a few months back, and I was just like, I'm just fucking weak right now. Yeah. I just feel weak. And, and don't get me wrong, if I get on the mats, I'll be fine. Right. But I can be better. Yeah. And, and Always. That's, that's the ideal is, like, to get better. So I was like, all right, what, what options do I have? Here's, like, I have my barbell over there. I could do, you know, deadlifts, and, you know, cleans and whatnot. Oh, you, you can do a ton. Yeah. Rows. Yeah, rows. Oh, I, I still got my bench and my barbell and everything. I, I'm, I'm messing around with it, but it's just – not as frequent as sure. the kettlebells now. Because, I mean, you can do it all with the kettlebell, too, really. Yeah. And, and that was my thought. I was like, okay, I have these here. But it's like, what can what more can I do? Yeah. And it's like, seeing you doing the kettlebell stuff and talk to you a little bit. I was like, you know what? Let's step into that arena. Right. Um, you know, and, and see where it goes from there. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I, I got rid of my bench. Because I was just like, I'm not, it was more so in a way, and plus just all the shit that I have down here, and I don't have room for that thing. It, it, it was just, just like, all right, get rid of it, but keep the, you know, keep the weights, because right. I can still utilize that. I can put that away easier. Oh, yeah. But, you know, transitioning to the kettlebells is now the, the next move. Right. And I feel like, okay, where do I go for that? Well, let me just go right across yeah, the street. Yeah, right across the street, neighbor. man. So... So we'll be in discussions about that further. But we had spoken, I think you said, um, like with doing the kettlebell stuff now, you're getting, I guess, certification. Yeah, I'm, training. I'm working for the level one uh, certification right now. I actually have a class with him tomorrow. I'm, I'm getting certified in the, his mobility nice. uh, course. Cool. I should be taking the test because it's a practical test. And – you know, you have to show that you can do the workout and keep solid form and, and all that good stuff for the whole work. So what the work is, is 100 hand-to-hand swings. And this is with a 44-pound belt. So it's 100 hand-to-hand swings. And this is all also without putting the belt down from start to finish. 100 hand-to-hand swings. I know I'm reiterating this a lot, but 100 hand-to-hand swings with a 44-pound belt. <laughs> and then you go into... 32 uh, cleaner press each side, but each side has to be worked for two minutes. So you got to do 16 reps for each side in two minutes. And if you get done before the two minutes is up, you got to hold it. So if you do your 16 reps on one side, cleaner press, you got you to gotta hold it for the rest of the two minute. Then you switch and do the two minutes on the other side. Then from there, you move into 60 snatches. You can do 30 each side. You can only change hands once. And then you do 30 squats, goblet squats, racked squats. It doesn't matter. You just got to – and you have to do 30 in two minutes. So if you don't finish – or if you finish the 30 before the two minutes, you have to hold it in the down position, in the deep squat position for the remainder of two minutes. And then that's the test to get your level one certification. I'm just going to stick to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, you can look them up. You can look that test up on YouTube, and they're, each one is consistently about 15, 16 minutes of holding the bell. I mean, and that's a lot of work. That grip strength, though. Man. Sheesh. Man. That alone makes me like, you know what? I, I just want to do it for the grip strength. I will tell you this, though. His program is pretty fucking solid, man. Uh, I mean, so anybody out there looking to get into something, that'd be it. I mean, you figure it's got to be though too. Yeah. I mean, at at, at his level. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, you know, he he. Uh, not to give him too much of a shout out on your because I don't even <laughs> yeah whatever, but you know he, he he says he's he's the most experienced kettlebell trainer in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's made a couple, uh, big time magazine front pages and and stuff like that. So I've seen him on. But he's pretty. He's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, I mean. You know me, I, I, you know, shout out whoever I'm gonna tag. Right. You shout out anyone I'm gonna tag them. Hell yeah! And hopefully, like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> That's the whole thing. Well, I mean, I've tagged some people. They'll, they'll like message me. You know, thanks for the tag. Thanks for the shout out. I was like, oh my god, like, yeah, like you acknowledge people. Like, that's cool. So, you know, just shout them out. No big deal. 
Some might brag, not us. <laughs> but no, yeah, this shit sounds intense. It sounds, you know, sounds like. You, oh, it's, it's fun earned. too. It's earned. Yeah. So. Oh, you're definitely earning it when you're out there with them. You know, as, as you're moving forward with that, you know, you say you're doing the level one. Um, is there like a time frame, like from like once you get level one, you can go right for the level okay. two, which is double kettlebell. Um, you know, I, I'm not a, not exact. The workout's a little bit different, so I gotta. I'm not. I can't really say too much about that because I don't know too much. But um, mm-hmm. but that's a goal too. But that's a little bit further down the line, and I gotta focus on what I got in hand right now. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. So right. it's like they say, well, yeah, you can get level one to go right to level two if you're ready. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like it'll take some time. Oh, to yeah, really for sure. Get where you need to be to begin with. So I get you. Right. These are all, you know, personal. I don't even know, like, what's what's going to happen with these certifications, you know, uh, where it's going to go. But, you know, it's just personal goals that I'm trying to work towards. Well, it's better to have them than not need them than need them not have them. Yeah, for sure. So, so I get you. Because, I mean, I, you know, our friends who've gotten, well, I mean, tons of people we know, you know, go to college, get a degree in one thing. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, doing something completely different. Like, I got it, but I want to do this. This is more something for me. So, I mean, and honestly, even if, you know, you get the, the uh, certification and you don't, you decide, you know, you're not going to take it anywhere. Right. It's still personal on you. You exactly. can still do the yeah, stuff. An accomplishment for me, you know. Yeah. So that's Plus, good. I mean, being being taught by the the world's most experienced kettlebell trainer, you know, I mean, I mean it's just awesome, man. You know, that speaks uh, for itself, and you know, right. already. So, versus, you know, just like you know, Ralph around the corner in the yeah. garage, like, hey, you know, I got some kettlebells too. It was like, do you know how to use them? Yeah, yeah. just swing them. But no, yeah, I, I mean, it's cool as shit though. Yeah. Just look up some uh, some kettlebell competitions, sport sport competitions. So you have like a couple different styles of kettlebell. You got the hard style, which is your simple and sinister. And um, I'm pretty sure that this, this guy Steve Cotter, that's what he says. His his style is more geared towards um, hard style. But he he he. I just seen him do a, a snatch competition or a clean and press competition. He did like. 700 and some reps in an hour he worked the entire hour and when he was done he was just completely regular he could speak just like this it was so wild to see just being able to do i mean fucking like you said 700 i mean even if he did fucking 30 in an hour like yeah crazy okay that's fucking insane but god damn and then, and then, you know, not even like being disturbed by it, just talking normal, just exactly. chilling. Yeah, I think that's the shit that gets me is when people, you know, like you get somebody that just ran a fucking marathon and they're just talking like, "Really? Like, no, nah, no, nah, it was cool." Yeah, it's like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, psychopath? Yeah, you guys like, want to go again? <laughs> like, I remember fucking running, you know, the mile run in high school and getting done, and someone came over and was like. What was your time? Like, it was like, I'm laying on the ground. <laughs> About to die. Like, get the fuck away from me, bitch. <laughs> like, that's my time. So, I mean, but those types of athletes are a different kind of breed. They are, man. So, you know, you can't, you know, when people. It takes work to get there. People talk about, you know, top athletes in the world and athleticism. It's like, shit like that gets, like, kind of overlooked. Yeah. It shouldn't. But either way. Uh, but no, that, all of that's really, really cool. And like I said, you know, I will be coming to you oh, hell for, yeah. for some pointers because we can work out together, man. I look at it like as as a new experience, right? And, and just better growth. I mean, at my age, I'm not young, but I'm not old either. Right. I'm in that that middle part where it's like we yeah. are getting middle aged. It's weird because it's like, what is, you know. What is middle age? Yeah, it's like, what. Now it's like in your 50s, though. So, I remember, you know, being a kid. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about the uh, midlife crisis and cats are like, in their, like, maybe like 35, 37. It's like. I remember okay. when I was a kid, we had an over, 
over the hill party, quote unquote, over the hill party. It was my cousin turning 30. Mm -hmm. They called it an over the hill party. I remember that very distinctively. And I was like nine or 10. Thought it was so crazy. It's funny when I turned 30, it, like I remember because I'm older than all my friends. Like yeah. everyone's like 28, 29 and I'm, you know, hitting 30. And, you know, my was like, oh, you're like, you're old, you know, like, what's it like being 30? I was like, it's no different than being 29. Nope. <laughs> you know. Just it, another number. Yeah. I mean, especially nowadays, we're talking about this, uh, you know, when I turned 40. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, it was like, if this were 20 years ago, like, I'd be looking at the world differently. I'd be worried about different things. Like, at 40... I was filling my basement up with fucking action figures right. and doing jujitsu, and you know, still living my life mm-hmm. and, and you know managing. But it, it's it's funny to think when we're kids, we see somebody in his forties like that motherfucker's almost dead. Yeah. And now we see someone in his forties like life's just beginning for them, and yep. even now we see people in their fifties just like doing it. Yeah. Like you you know you got. I got teammates that are like 49, 50 yeah. years old out there winning medals in, in world, like, jiu-jitsu, like, world right. tournaments. It's like, okay. Yep. Like, you're a badass. Whereas, you They're know, working for it, though. Yeah. Oh, no, no. They're definitely earning it. But the thing is, too, they're in a position to do it. Whereas, yeah. like, you look at this again, back in fucking even 2000, 50-year-olds, 50, 50 like, like... They slip and break that hip. I guess it's a different different time. Yeah, something something's different in the water. That, that, that oh, TRT. Yeah, getting that, that extra TRT, which there's, you know. Uh, Ain't Tom, nothing wrong with that. Tom DeBlas, uh, black belt up in Jersey, I uh, just, you know, put up a post talking about, you know, why he, you know, tells people he takes TRT. It's like, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's like. I mean, it's natural for the human body to decrease in making it when you turn a certain age. Yeah. And that certain age just so happens to be 38 to 40 would be the prime time to maybe start looking into if you if you should start supplementing it or not. And he, he was he made an interesting point, though, about it, too, where there you look at UFC fighters when they ban TRT. These guys are taking insane amounts looking yeah. at you, Vidor. And... He was like, no, like 200, you know, grams a week, right? you know, is a healthy range. That's pretty much what they're doing, I guess. So it's I like. Mean, I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't know what the numbers are, but I, I wouldn't get my testosterone. But I did just listen to a podcast that said 200 a week was. I mean, it, when, when, you know, I read it, I was like, that seems fair. I don't right. know. I, I'm assuming it's fair. I trust this guy's work yeah. better than my work because I would just say. Give me as much as you can. Right. They're like, I don't know if you want that. 800. But, um, 800. They're like, uh, when I, I want to say I was like maybe 33. Mm-hmm. That seems about a good number. 33, 32, 33, I went. It was like, hey, can you check my testosterone? It might be low. Just, yeah. I, I might just throwing things out there. And the doctor's like, no, it's not. Like, so they took they uh, took my blood. It was like, all right, it's low. But, you know, when they tested it, it was like the time of day where it was like, it tends to be loaded. And they tested it again, like, a month and a half later. Yeah. And it was normal. It was fine. I was like, okay, well, this is kind of a weird thing. Like that was your testosterone? Yeah. Fluctuates? Because like, like I was like, hey, man, like, can I get some TRT? It was like, no, you cannot. Right. How old are you? It was like 32. Was like, <laughs> no. It was like, have you, have you done steroids in the past? I was like, no. It was like. Then, no, you can't have any TRT. Right. And I think the urologist, what he said, someone's like, look, we'll, we'll test you. And this is when it was low. He was like, look, we're going to test you again. Um, and if it's still low. And there was some other test that he was talking about sticking a needle in my dick. And I was like, <gasps> no, nah, we good. Mm. <laughs> it was like, we don't, we, I nah, pass. Nah, I think I my, testosterone, my testosterone was fine. Like, <laughs> it was perfect. I don't need it. Like, no, no, the numbers are low right now. No, 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 no. Your numbers are wrong. Hmm. Your numbers are way wrong. And then when they tested again, sure enough, it was just, I think I, um, the first time I tested it, like, late afternoon, it was low. But then the next time I tested, like, 10 a.m. or some shit like that, and it was, like, normal. Normal? It was hmm. like, okay, whatever. That, Must like, have been in what, what you ate. I guess. You I ate know. some, uh. I don't know what the fuck I was eating. Some, some beef, 
beef testicles. Who knows? I like, dude. That was like, I'm a picky eater, but sometimes I just be eating wild shit. I don't even know why I be eating. Sometimes they're like, just, just fucking throw it on the plate. Just don't mm-hmm. let it touch the other food. That's that's my only fucking thing. Don't let my food touch. I want to mix it all up. God, my uncle used to do that. Like he would have like some mashed potatoes and some Man, corns. I'll mix it all up. And I remember looking at him, dude. dude my eyes. I'm into this. Popped out my head. I'm into this crock pot meal right now. It's uh, it's just crock pot chicken and gravy, and I I add mushrooms. Right. It's just gravy packets, uh, chicken breasts, and I add mushrooms. And so you crock pot, you know, you, you slow cook it. Yeah. You shred it all up, and you've got your chicken and gravy right there. And then you make some mashed potatoes and all your, all your veggies and all that. And then when I put it on a plate, it's all together. See, it, it sounds like up. that should go together, though. It does. Like, if, oh, if, it does. If I, see, like, if I see my uncle put some mashed potatoes on his plate and then put some carrots on the plate and then put some peas on the plate and then mix them all up. I do that, too. Then, I, then I'm just looking like you fucking monster. I would like, do that too. For me, another thing I like has, to mix up real good has to be segregated. Is my breakfast food. You're a get monster. Some, well, no, no, it depends. It depends. Country, country, country gravy, your okay. eggs, your biscuit, okay. all that good stuff. You just mix it all together. Okay, I can think your, that. your hash browns. I got to draw the line there. Mm. Like, so, you, you know, keep if I your get, bacon on the side, though. See, that way you can just you bite the strips of bacon as you're fucking filling see, your mouth. Now my bacon and sausages, I don't mind getting into the party. Mm. You know, it's like if Mix I got it all up. like if I got you know some sausages, some eggs. You Call know, that the slop. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, it all kind of dances together. It's like all right, we can do that. But anything else is like you motherfuckers stay over there. Right. Like at Thanksgiving. I'm the worst at Thanksgiving because mm. everybody's food is all fucking mingling. I want to mix it all up. And my shit, I'm like, all right, let me get, you know, the first thing I do is like, let me get some macaroni. Eat the macaroni <laughs> first. It's like, all right, cool. I eat the cold stuff separate. So, yeah, the cold stuff, yeah, it's, a, it's a, like we get like a little saucer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'll eat my macaroni first. You know, I might get some ham or some turkey. You know, right. I, I, I let the meats mingle. But if I get greens, because you got the you, you got the the juice from the greens, I can't collard greens. I can't let them get involved. They got to be by themselves. Yeah, the stuffing got to be by themselves. I can mix it all up. And like that's a fucking nightmare. And especially if you got some vinegar for the collard greens. Jesus Christ, dude! Mm. Like when I see all my family doing that shit, I'm just looking at them like <laughs> you guys are the worst people in the wild world. And then something's like I bet you everybody else does this, like. Like, well, no, Sophie doesn't. Sophie. Uh, she yeah. keeps it all separate? Yeah. Well, she has like a separate, like her plate has dividers. Oh, though. okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she probably doesn't know any better. But me, I do. Mm-hmm. I see that shit. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> like as soon as anything touches, it's 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 being fucking sent to the orphanage. Done. Like I scrape it to the side. Oh, you are the worst. And, and there's just like, by the end of the meal, there's just like a corner on the plate of just all With this just fucking the mixed shit. Part. Like, there's just all the shit mixed. And, you know, like, I'll, I'll, like, go clean my plate, like, scrape it out. I was like, damn, there's some kids in Ethiopia right now who will fucking kill for this. Yeah. And I throw it right in the trash. Terrible. Can't you touch terrible. it. I can't do it, dude. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like foods I can't pronounce. If I can't pronounce it, it ain't going down. Zucchini. I mean, I struggle with that, but I don't eat it anyway. Sarah be, like, frying, <laughs> fucking frying the bullshit with the Z. And I'd be like, nope, like, nope. smells like shit. Get out of here. <laughs> Fries, or she roasts asparagus. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh, stop man. doing this shit. Roasted asparagus is my jizzy jam. What did she made something the other day? And I was just like, like, I looked and I was like, I already know that's not for me. So I'm just going to go ahead and make a sandwich right now. You know what is really good? Mm. Broccolini. The okay. only place I know of around here that has it is Harris Teeter. You go up in the motherfucking Harris Teeter, and you get yourself some broccolini, bring it home, you put it on a fucking pan, put a little olive oil on it, throw it in the oven, about 15 minutes on 425. Last time I went to Harris Teeter, I nearly died. So I just decided to stay away. <laughs> I, I got some mango, and it wasn't quite ripe enough yet. Oh. I was trying to be healthy. Damn it. I, I, was, I was actually in the midst of like, like this, this regimen, and... I was down a lot. I was, I, you know, right. felt good training, eating right. Mm-hmm. 
and I was like, okay, it's lunchtime. I didn't bring lunch that day. So I was like, I'm going to walk up to the Harris Teeters, grab a piece of fruit. Typically strawberries. Yeah. You know, strawberries or something, watermelon. Watermelon is my go-to. They didn't have a melon. Hence. So they didn't have the melon. So I was like, well, let me grab some mango. I love mango. I'm chewing the mango, and it felt funny. I was mm-hmm. like, huh. All right, let's let's dig in. And then two days later, um, in the hot, like Sarah's about to give birth, mind you. She's like, like the baby should have been out. Right. And I'm sitting there with this stomach pain. I, I was like, I was in a lot of pain. I didn't get it. So we go to the ER, and they do a CT scan. Ah, no, you're all right. Go home. All right, I guess I'm all right. So I went home, still in pain. Now, mind you, this was a Tuesday. The ER was pretty empty. I guess everybody wanted to go on a fucking Wednesday, though. Because I went back on the Wednesday. My skin is gray at that point. I, like I'm curled up in the fetal position. Like, it's on from a, the melon? Yeah. The shit, there's a blockage in my intestine. Oh, shit. And I, I thought it was it. I was like, this is my last ride. Like, mm. And I told Sarah, I was like, no bullshit. I was like, if I go, don't tell my kid I died like this. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, tell her some heroic shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and don't let her find the medical records. Because I've seen the movies where it's like, my dad was a hero. He fought the aliens. And then they find the papers like, <laughs> he died from dysentery. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What a bigity bitch. <laughs> bigity so, back bitch. Yeah, I was like, no, we're not doing this. I was like, if I fucking die from this, you tell that kid I fucking, like... Dove to the bottom of the ocean to save a fucking orphan or something. I don't know. <laughs> Make up some heroic bullshit and burn the records. So really you died from uh <laughs> fucking piece of melon. That tropical fruit. It's <laughs> like this motherfucker. And then also in the midst of all that thinking, I was like, I had a donut in months. So I was Ooh. like, donuts have never done this to me. So I love me a donut now. I haven't seen a pastry I wouldn't fucking fuck. Yeah. Like I'd see two apple fritters, yo. I just fucking discovered apple fritters. Let me tell you. Changed the game? Fucking right, dude. It's just so fucking delicious. Like, the fucking apple filling, it just, like, rolls out. I was like, oh, my God. You know what is my weakness right now? The Salted caramel cookies from 7-Eleven. Oh. They're home, they're, they're in-house baked um, salted caramel cookies are just fucking phenomenal. They're like crack. So, I haven't messed with any pastries since May. And my daughter's, <laughs> she's miserable. Because I won't get donuts. She asked me the other day. She goes, oh, my, kid, my kids get donuts like three times a week. It's crazy. We were doing it that much too. Because I think it's too much, but. It, I, I, I agree. You can't, you can't argue with grandma. <laughs> so. <laughs> For me, it was anytime Sophie gets in the car, we're going to get donuts. Doesn't matter where yeah. we go, before or after, donuts will be part of that trip. So three B's down to Pasadena, baby. <laughs> so I stopped. I stopped myself. I said, "Okay, no more." And you know, I told her. Remember, I came home with uh, some tasty cake donuts, like the little cinnamon oh, donuts. Yeah. And I told her, I was "Like this is the last time we're going to have these donuts, like until August or some shit." And she was like, "Okay." So she says to me a couple of nights ago, Dad, is it almost time to get donuts? And I was like, you know, we're almost there, baby. Almost. We're halfway, like, to August. Uh-huh. So, you know, at the end of this month, we'll do it. And she, you know, runs the, runs the, well, like, Mom, because she's still trying to figure out months and years. Oh, and yeah. Days. So she's like, Dad said next year we can get donuts. <laughs> they don't really... <laughs> I don't really have a good sense of time yet. Yeah, it's like, dude. I tell, like, even even my seven year old, even my seven year old, I'll say, uh, just just in in just two minutes, and you know, just two minutes. What? Two minutes is forever. And then I can only laugh because then I I remember like, yeah, Yeah. two minutes is a fucking long time actually. Try to try to do push ups straight for two minutes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> as many as you can. Don't stop. Yeah, like, I guess um, all in all, with everything, just when it relates to um, you know your military training, leading the kettlebell uh, training, 
you know, in in the certification, is there, and I know, like, right now with the certification, I guess, is just kind of more so, no real plan, it's just, like, just doing it, but would you consider, like, at some point, like, I've seen you, like, work with the neighbors and stuff, right. would you consider, you know, like, I've, I've, doing uh, I've always, I've always kind of, you know, helped people whenever they come to me. I've never, I've never really gone out of my way to to seek out, you know, people for training or anything like yeah. that. But I mean, anytime that anybody's ever reached out to me, you know, for tips or they want, like, I'm, I got a couple guys that I'm helping out online right now. But most of, most of it is is just people that I serve with too. I get a lot of them guys, you know, reaching out to me, like wanting, wanting some info, wanting me to, you know, lay out a, you know, a plan for them or, you know, go through this, go through that with them. And I do, man, because I mean, this is just taking care of the body, you know, it's just one of those things that for me, it's always been just what I do, you know, um, but yeah, like the neighbor over, over here, you know, she she came to me one day and she's like, she just outright asked me if I could if I could help her, and I'm like, absolutely. I think that's a, a bold move too, because I think a lot of people are curious about things or want help oh, with yeah. things, but a lot of people don't feel comfortable asking for help. Right. Don't know how to ask for help, mm-hmm. or just outright don't they don't want to ask for help. Right. And you know, good for her, you know, seeing like, okay, he's doing something that looks interesting. Right. And, and, you know, it's good for the body. Mm-hmm. Let me approach because more often than not, you'll see somebody. And, and I think one of the worst parts about when you see somebody, they'll see someone doing something. Mm-hmm. They may want to ask for help, but instead of asking for help, they'll jeer it instead. Like, right. look at this guy over yeah. here. Asshole. It's like self projections. I mean, it's like no, like 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 I said, it's like at the beginning, like you're that neighbor that like because you know I'll be over there talk with you in a car drive by. Yeah, you know y'all are waving. It's oh, like, dude, I'm waving at everybody. I live I live in the corner house, so it's like <laughs> everybody comes in the court, got to ride by me. It's like dude, that's I'm like, always out there. It's like like well, because I always say to Sarah, it's like with neighborhoods. Growing up, it's like, well, at least when I was growing up, we know we all knew each other in the neighborhood as kids. Yeah. But as we got older in other neighborhoods, and even really here, people get out their car, yeah. go in their house. Yeah. That's it. Nobody really stops. No. Talks. Um, even when we got here, the family uh, next door, um, I think my wife spoke with, with the wife over there. You know, but that's my wife, though. She's like, yeah, you know, trying to, you know, let people like, hey, just let you know, we're here. Pretty sociable, you know. I am not. <laughs> I see people, and you know, I'm a pro. Okay, rephrase. I don't look approachable. Right. But I am probably one of the nicest people you, oh, that you sure. encounter. But like, I'll get out of my car, my gym bag, grunt a little bit, <clears throat> like, throw the bag <laughs> against the door. And then, like, walk in. Basic dude stuff. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think that guy's a serial killer. Oh, no. He, he's making too much noise to be a serial killer. Yeah. It, it, he's probably just just got his ass beat mm-hmm. by a 115-pound girl. <laughs> and he doesn't know, like, Which how Which can happen. No, it happens it too often. Happen. Like, it's... it. And, and I'm not ashamed of it. I, I get my ass handed to me quite often. But it's right. one of those things where it's like... Like, why can't I get that technique down? Yeah. It's like, it's not even a matter of like, like, I'm stronger than her. I should win. Like, no, no. Like, no. Like, master that technique. Figure out why you can't, you know, why are you missing the triangle? You're not shooting your hips up. Lazy bastard. (laughs) And meanwhile, that's why I'm throwing my back against the door. Yeah. Why is he throwing his back against the door? Because he's fucking lazy and can't fucking shoot his (laughs) hips up for a triangle. (laughs) Dumb shit. But. Gotta get it down. But no, yeah, you're you're that like that that neighbor. People drive by, you wave, and it's, it's real cool because it's like, again, most people, yeah, man, are they're just like, 
Mm-hmm. Even when I drive by, I know, like, I, you know, I look out the window because I know it's like. If it, he's out there, I'm yeah. saying, what's up? And if, like, your back happens to be turned, you know, I still, like, throw my hand up. Like, yeah, for right, sure. Like, maybe, maybe, you know. All right. Well, I'll he, probably catch he, it like this. He, he didn't see me. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> next time. Next time. I got to come back. I live here. Right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, like, just thinking about, like, that sense of community. It's like, we got to all know each other. Yeah. Because of some shit. Especially, we're having kids. Because some shit goes down. We got to know. Right. I mean, I remember being a kid and. Everybody knew all the kids in the neighborhood, except for, like, there was this one fucking weird kid at the very end. Nobody knew him. Like, we knew the kid, but he never came outside. Yeah. It was like, it's like, look, just keep tabs on that dude. Why? Just trust me. Like, <laughs> just watch that kid. He because, might be a serial killer. Because <laughs> if some shit goes south, it's probably him. <laughs> um Actually, it turns out it wasn't. I ended up stealing one of his tires from his car because I need. We had the same car. And I needed turns out it was you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't kill you, you one. son I of a just, bitch. I just took his tire. <laughs> like no one died. You're he not just, a serial killer. You're just a thief. <laughs> no one died. He was just late to work and probably got fired. Damn you, man. Fuck him. He was a dick. All right. I wouldn't have taken his tire if he wasn't a dick. If he was a nice person, I would. Well, how like, do you know he was a dick? He just goes in his house. No, he was. The, he was definitely a dick. <laughs> Sure. He should have just went in his house. <laughs> should have said hi at least once. Say, like, oh, I'm not gonna take that guy's tire at all. He said hi. Instead, he's he did not it. a dick. It was like fuck that. He has a Honda Civic hatchback. I got a Honda Civic hatchback. His shit's silver. My shit's blue. The tire should work. <laughs> then fucked up thing. I even put that shit on the cinder block. I just dropped it. <laughs> I was like, nope. Then went to the strip club. Um, but fun times. <laughs> not for him. <laughs> But no, it, it, it's. I, I think community is something important that we should all be starting for. We got a new neighbor next door, so try to go figure this guy out soon. Yeah. The first trick is like, hey, yo, so what's up? What's that Wi-Fi password, son? Yeah, right. Like, word. Like, you got a Netflix account? It's like, it's like, look. <laughs> Let me get that HBO. I'm gonna give you my Disney Plus. <laughs> like, you, like, give me that Wi-Fi. Like, and then, then it'll be good, right? Right? No. All right. Basic dad stuff. Like, why are you so weird, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you trust me? Like, I got UFC Fight Pass. Right. You got the Wi-Fi? No. <laughs> I mean, we can't watch we can't watch Fight Pass without the Wi-Fi, dude. So, right. just like, come on, dude. Be a good neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Dante is here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Like, this shit is all off the rails. We're <laughs> like, what the fuck is this episode about? Yeah. Us. It's just us. This is what you get. A very uh, discombobulated sequence of uh, topics. Well, yeah, we go ahead and uh, wrap up here. This yeah. was fun, man. I appreciate you having me on. No, thanks for doing it. I think it. Uh, I think we should definitely do it again. Yeah, for sure. Just so we can, you know, this this was literally my first time. So, but no, yeah, definitely uh, record again because usually when I have people on this first time, mm-hmm. it's kind of just kind of to feel like, all right, let's yeah. see, all right, yeah, all right, now we got to dance here. We're dancing. All right, then it's the second one where I mean I feel like we kind of went off the rails a little bit anyway. But the second yeah. one, it's like all right, all bets are off. Oh shit, there are fights on in the background. Who the fuck just got fucking knocked out? People are like, are they even talking to each other anymore? <laughs> so uh, you got any shout outs or mentions that you want to drop in there? Nah, man. If you guys want to check out my Instagram, raise bells. R A Z E B E L L S. I will put that in the show notes. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, and as usual, always everyone who's listening, thank you so much. I do appreciate the hell out of everyone and, you know, just everything that, you know, all the support, like the Instagram page. I looked up the other day and it shit's at like 6,000 followers. So I don't know where the fuck that's coming from, but thank you. Appreciate y'all. That's pretty fucking cool. If y'all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, even reach out to me, bjj.wiki on Instagram. Off the Mets podcast on Instagram. Hell, you can even reach me at So You Like Horror. All words are right by underscores on Instagram as well. Or Colompton Bear Club on Instagram. I'm all over Instagram, so reach out to me. I uh, want to do a big shout out to my good friends Eric and Allie over there at Armbar um, Attic. So thank you, Eric and Allie. Go check them out on Instagram, Armbar Attic. And check out the website too, armbarattic.com. Also, as I did mention, So You Like Horror, that's my other podcast. Go check out the Instagram. Go check out the podcast as well. The newest one 
just dropped on Friday, and we're talking about slashers from the 80s. In the next episode upcoming, we're going to be talking about Final Destination in that franchise. So go give it a listen. It's a fun romp. Um, Otherwise, like I said, thank you, everyone. I appreciate you. You guys keep listening, and I'm going to keep making the show. Thanks, everybody. Again, bye. They probably said. Now let me see his song.